forever. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Caswell. What's your name? What's your name? Peppermint, Peppermint. What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> and you are listening to It's a Mess. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am feeling pretty good. I like that shirt. Thank you. It just struck me that it's very... Uh, Fall. It's, it's like very 90s. I'm going to bring it okay. back. Remember what... Ma- we are living... Single. Remember, well, remember okay. when Madonna wore that Gautier <laughs> outfit for causing a commotion in the Blonde Ambition tour? Okay, yeah. Okay, okay some yeah, yeah. like babies are not going to know this shit. <laughs> They're but never going to just Google that shit. Colors. That's what that shirt looks like. But to me, it's like can- I call it my candy corn shirt because oh, like, I love candy corn. Now I'm going to so delicious. I love candy corn. Um, okay, okay. Uh, welcome to It's a Mess podcast. Uh, this is an advice podcast where we give give shitty advice, horrible <laughs> advice. <laughs> we are not licensed <laughs> clinicians in any way, shape, or form, but we care about you so much that we have taken out the time and place to spend time with you. <laughs> Get it out, girl. Did I say my name yet? Did I say I'm Caswell? Did I say I'm I think it's the first thing I said actually. You did. All right, just want to make it sure. It's like a little rap. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, every single week we well no let's. How you been? You been good? I'm fine. How's that coffee? I'm. It's fine. Okay. It's good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's. I'm happy to be here with you. Yeah. Um, Same. Uh, I really don't have anything to fucking say. I just ran to like working. I've been preparing for the podcast. Yeah. The past like twenty four hours. I'm working on a new album. You know that you're on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, heard that. You heard that. You yeah. heard that in the streets. Yeah. Um. And I'm really excited about it. I'm just. I'm so stoked. Okay. Well, I'm happy for you. That's good feeling. It's That's a good, a good feeling. feeling. And it's a really different album than anything I've ever done. Okay. And so it, it's a straight up. You all should know. It's it's like it's R and B and nineties down. It's like true. 90s. Okay, this is the second time in the show that we've referenced the 90s so far. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a third time. There, that means it, it rolls in threes. Um, yeah. Well, I'm working on new music too. Are I, found, you? I found a really brilliant uh, director who does uh, an Instagram called Alt Mail, and we oh, are yeah, taking you showed me. six months to make a video for he's this. He's great. He's, he's fucking amazing. Now, what so is it going to be like stop motion? It's going like, to be very, take six very, it's going to be a lot of 3D shit. It's, he does a lot of 3D animation so it's gonna we're gonna take it to another level I'm just gonna take my time in this video while I work on some other shit so so I'm gonna take six months to make this music video but I'm gonna put out a music video in between I'm kind of I'm really torn right now about what to do with music because I part of me wants to put out like a full length album and part of me feels like let me just keep dropping singles part of me is like let me do like two EPs I have like three different projects going on right now and I don't like to make full length albums that sounds schizophrenic Why? oh that sounds sorry. that sounds schizophrenic that sounds and for different sounds and not to mention like a lot of work goes into putting together let's say 13 songs and some of them never get listened to it's true you know what okay so i have a technique and i'll tell you about it later i'm not going to announce it now all right but i have a a special technique about my album because that's the question i'm at now i have 13 maybe 14 songs plus interludes because you know i'm all about janet jackson from the 90s there's the third 90s reference and um and Mm -hmm. so i have there's something i found that's pretty cool that's that will address that concern to all the artists but i'm going to talk to you about it first okay okay okay. i'll be here And um, but I want I want to commend you because you always do a brilliant job of putting out content, pictures, videos, images that are like next a, a next step beyond thank you what you've done in the past. I always, just, I just got some really great interns to work with uh, graphic mm-hmm. design. That's and, nice in to give them a good shout out. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, speaking of wonderful, fabulous people in the community, yes. which that's not necessarily what we're speaking of. <laughs> um, it's time for Amazing Queens. This is where we talk about and honor someone very special in the community or adjacent to the community okay. that has helped out the community. Um, someone who's fabulous and queer and lovely and can wear that crown, whether they're dead or alive. That's right. Skeleton with a crown. Is this person dead? This person happens to be dead. They died... Um, in nineteen in two thousand and seven, oh, uh, they passed, which is not that long ago. The amazing queen today is Barbara Giddings, and Barbara is known as the mother of the LGBT civil rights movement, the modern LGBT civil rights movement. Um, Barbara died in two thousand and seven, and was basically recognized by the American Psychiatric Association for her work awarding the first civil rights award. Um, that they were awarded, but what she gave to the community. Uh, Barbara was basically the person who spearheaded the removal of homosexuality as this psychiatric disorder from the American Psychiatric Association's <laughs> records. Um, and so she was the person that kicked that first domino. Um, but before that, she worked, uh, she was born in Vienna, Austria, and she moved to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which is where I'm near. I was born in PA. <laughs> Um, and grew up near Philly. Um, and what I love about Barbara so much is that she, uh, it's, of course, there's no video because this is pre-cell phone, but is she was rumored to have hitchhiked, hitchhiked from Philly every weekend to New York in drag, in male drag. Um, I don't know if she was doing some shows or what, but I think it's maybe, I don't know, she just wanted to feel her. Don't hitchhike, kids. I know. Okay, that's not quite the safest thing. Like, that's definitely not, yeah, that's true. Don't hitchhike. That was that could have been risky. But um, <laughs> but I, just, I think that that's like a badass, you know, thing to do. Um, it's a bad thing to do, but it's also a badass thing to okay. do, if you know what I mean. All right. Um, so Barbara uh, headed up the New York branch of the Daughters of Belief which was the America, America's first lesbian civil rights organization. And that was in the 50s. And then in the 70s is when she was petitioning and working very hard to help remove homosexuality as a psychiatric disorder uh, with the American Psychiatric, psychiatric Association. And she died in 2007, like I said, but she will forever be in our hall of fame as an amazing queen with a shining crown. Thank you so much, because that is part of the reason why it's been difficult for people to kind of get the, the two things that have been used against queer people, trans people and gay people in folks arguments discriminated against us has mm -hmm. either been it's against God right. as unnatural or it's not natural because you're you have a mental disorder. Right. Those have been the reasons why people have discriminated against us and why it's been upheld in certain courts. And so to have those two things removed um, have been uh, very in important. So thank you so much. Thank to you. Barbara Giddings, our amazing queen this week. You're fabulous. And yeah, so let's continue with our psychiatric help of people. We're, never not. <laughs> we're not, we're definitely not. It's Speaking not of psychiatric yeah. help, we've had some <laughs> questions come in. All right. So uh, the theme of this week is politics and different in po difference in politics and what to do when you or a family member have. Well, you'll care it, but it has to do with politics. That's the underlining theme. So get into it. Question number one. Cue the music. 
Hey guys, I am a gay black man. I'm 28 years old and just moved to Sacramento area about three months ago. One of my closest friends moved out here about a year and a half ago and after visiting him a few times, he convinced me that I should move out here too. Since I moved out here, me and the homie have gone out to a few bars together. He has shown me around the gay neighborhood. We've been out to lunch a few times and it's been nice to be able to connect with someone since I haven't made a lot of friends here yet. So I recently found out that he is a Trump supporter. This came as a huge surprise uh, since I know. This came as a huge surprise since he is also black. And anytime I see a person of color who says they are a Trump supporter on TV or on social media, I immediately roll my eyes. I know he has never been too fond of Obama and has said many times that Obama never stuck to a lot of his promises, but to find out that he is a Trump supporter completely hit me like a ton of bricks. Now, he's not wearing a MAGA hat or talking about Trump every day. He actually isn't particularly political and doesn't even watch the news. That's why he's a Trump supporter. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even watch the news, but he says that he loves Trump, supports Trump, and thinks he's doing great for the economy. When I bring up issues of trans rights, gay rights, rights, building that wall, and putting children in cages. <laughs> he, just shrug- <laughs> he just shrugged his shoulder. Of course he does. It says that's fake news. Of course he does. I have mixed I have mixed feelings about what to do with my friendship. I enjoy the time I have hanging out with him and going out to places with him. I also don't have many friends here and people to hang out with, but the idea of him supporting Trump truly gets under my skin. Have you guys been in this position before? What should I do? Signed Roxy Jin and Time. Oh, Roxy! First thing I think you need to do, Roxy, is go treat yourself to a gin and time. <laughs> That's the first thing you need to do. And get one for us, too. Um, yeah. You know, look, on one hand, I I say, um, look, it's a free country and everybody needs to be able to do what they want. But on the other hand, I say, nope. get nope. the heck out. Um, I don't know. This I, I don't know. This is this is a situation I, I don't know. And I'm I'm not luck I'm not blessed enough to know which of my friends are actually Trump supporters. Because I feel like there are certainly some who are Republican and conservative, people that I know, maybe not like my best, best, best friends. Um and I I don't wanna think that I really am just in a in this like queer bubble that everyone just thinks one way, because I don't want that. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be like, I'm just, and we all think alike and we only have one way to think. Um, I do value being able to have debate with people I know, with friends. Of course, my goal is to like bring them over to help them see what I think as the light, not the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, and I think it's important. Look, there's, it's actually, I'm t- dead wrong. Strike everything I just said. I have, I do have someone, um, and, and I guess I need to start thinking of um, my romantic partners as my friends. Maybe that's part of the problem. Um, but there's a guy that I've been talking to that I have talked to and, you know, we're casual. We are casually involved who, um, I should say used to be. And he is a Trump supporter and a Trump voter and a Republican. And we've gotten into some interesting, like actually respectful debates about politics, about gender, sexuality, race. Um, and so it is possible. And I guess he's just one of those folks that's really good at not separating friendships from politics, but respecting everyone, knowing that he's in the minority <laughs> when he's around me, the minority, and respecting the fact that, res- kind of respecting that and, and and understanding that his his opinion is not the popular one, at least in these halls. Maybe when he goes home, it's the popular one. I think it's so interesting to hear a gay person or someone that 
that loves someone trans. I mean, there's so many different things you could just pick out of a hat because there's so much fucked up about this president mm-hmm. and his policies. Yeah. Someone but, who knows Mexicans. Right. <laughs> uh, so just to hear them defend themselves, it seems like everything they do is a deflection. I'll, I'll tell you something. It's I wasn't surprised at all when Roxy Gin and Tonic says that his Trump supporter friend is not is not political and doesn't pay attention to politics and doesn't watch the news because that's always the case. I have a someone that used to be for I actually used to date him and I'm when I moved here we became friends and to Los Angeles we became friends and um it's it's always so fascinating to me how well a Trump supporter can compartmentalize all of the issues and that's the difference that's what it is that's yeah. what it is like that's the thing that makes that's the biggest difference that really underlies everything and how we kind of work out politics and how we relate Does that to mean it we can't separate them and we are always blending the the issues together and getting emotional like if they're able to compartmentalize between like their feelings what they have versus what they think about politics does that mean that we're we're just always too emotional and we can't separate business from pleasure. Honey, like if you if you're OK with separating children from their families at the border and you look, if you if you support a racist, you're just as bad. And I just like at this point, at this here day, it comes, in 2019, here it comes, here it like let's let's just forget about all the policies for a second. Okay. Let's just stick to the fact that that this person is a liar and he lies all Who? of the time. Oh, Trump. Trump. Okay. He lies all of the time. And and if you can't see that right now, then you're a fool. You are, there's no way around that you are a fool. Or if you don't mm-hmm. mind that he's a liar and you still support him, you're still a fool. Yeah, I, I just think, I, I mean, okay, so we don't, we're not really... You can't be friends with nobody, someone that nobody, you don't respect. With all the things that have happened, I mean, we're not... This isn't 2016, right? right. We're 2019, and you've had plenty... <clears throat> we have all had plenty of time to sit with this presidency and see the, the, whether I voted for him or not. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of scandal every week. It's about it, there's something going on, and it's and it's just he's saying and doing things that from his own mouth mm-hmm. that are shady and they're disrespectful and and not that and that are not correct. Mm-hmm. On top of lying and and saying completely one thing compulsive. one way and then completely doing it com- completely uh, um, uh, contradicting himself like the next day. Mm-hmm. And so it's it doesn't even seem like an, a well-adjusted person. You know, like Mike Pence, who I do not like and I don't know anything about, doesn't <laughs> display those characteristics, though. Right. I mean, most of his, like, maybe shadiness that we've seen outright is him trying to clean up make excuses for Trump mm-hmm. but like he doesn't behave that way he, he seems to at least have one goal Trump doesn't seem to be concerned with anybody but himself that's my opinion mm-hmm. but it is it's all about what he can do for himself so, yeah it is it is really interesting and and I and you're right the compartmentalization is the thing that people can say I love you but I'm still going to vote against your rights I love you as my child but I'm I don't I'm going to f- support this person who you know I it's love a complete lack of empathy it's just, it's, it, it's a lack of empathy and, mm-hmm. and I think that there are some problems in that and and I think in order to be a good loyal Trump supporter you need to be just like him yeah and I think that's what makes me sad I look I couldn't I couldn't be friends with someone that literally supports Trump my, my friend actually he was like on a level of 
retweeting conspiracy theories that Trump retweeted. And you know what it is, is I think, you know, I don't know your friends, but everyone I've met that is a Trump supporter is kind of dumb. Like they're kind of dumb. Okay. Everyone you've if met, they're we actually, have to preface that. <laughs> we, the people that I've met that I've had conversations with that, that claim to be Trump supporters, call them. Okay. I'm willing to call them dumb. I'm without a doubt. Hand, hand to God. We're not dumb. saying that all Trump supporters are dumb. We're not. We're not. We're not. Yeah, you're not. I'm, okay, fine. I'm not saying that all Trump supporters are dumb. Okay. But I do think that there's there's an, a serious, A, lack of empathy, and B, lack of moral integrity and honesty when when we're talking about the Trump presidency and where we have come, what he has done for okay. the country. If we're talking about a president who's supposed to be have the country first and and kind of sacrifice themselves in in a way like mm-hmm. th- in theory sacrifice themselves meaning that they're not collecting a salary right mm-hmm. for 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 the, and work for the country and that they're so dedicated to the country that they will they will take the responsibility i mean the, the difference is regardless of right or wrong what we agree with as a as a, a nation or not there, I can think of two or three or four or 17 times where Obama has said, I don't know what the issue is, but Obama has said, you know what? I take responsibility for that because I'm the president and that falls on my shoulders. Right. You won't see, you won't see Trump I've do that. I've never heard Trump say that. No. And we never will. I used to, girl, he was on TV saying that he doesn't really look orange. It's the lighting. Can we fix the lighting? Did you yeah. see him say that? No, I didn't. He doesn't take responsibility for anything. anything. Nothing. Anything. And that's, that's, that's what is tough for me is that anything that goes wrong or right. Right. Um, no, he takes responsibility for everything that goes right or that, or he spins it so that it goes right. <laughs> yeah. The sun came up. I'm a great say. president. I, d- I'm, it's because of me that the sun came up. And, and I think it's so the crazy. Economy's great. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. And it's and so it's, I do have a problem with that. And I and I think but but I bad do judge of bad judgment of character. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that you've been able to tell since the moment he, he decided to run for president that everything about it was self-serving. I mean, look, we go. I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off, we, but look, we go back and forth about Trump for four All more episodes. Yeah. And we, we won't. We can't. We won't. We won't. We won't. But I refuse. I'm saying leave your friend in the dust. OK, because you I'm don't not. need fr- you don't need friends. Well, what no, you talking, girl, leave your friend in the dust. You don't need friends like that and I don't care if it's called tribalism but I can't compartmentalize like that I can't go have a key key with you at Mickey's <laughs> and then just make sure okay we're not going to talk politics like I can't do that knowing know what's happening to my trans brothers and sisters with the Supreme Court and knowing that you're supporting someone who is who put in Brett Kavanaugh like I can't I, I can't I can't do it like so I mean I could I go through a to. list you have to I have to what you have to a you have to share this planet with them yeah but I don't have B, to go to Mickey's to with we have to work with them. I don't have to. I don't see. Have to. They're, we're born into their families, and so we have to be figure out a way to 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 coexist with these people. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not okay. telling you what you need to do, mm-hmm. but I'm saying it's going to be one of two ways. Either we figure out a way to work together, or we don't. And if we don't, then we're against each other. And if you're not for me, then you're against me. And then we're fighting. And then we build these walls that helps him. But I can't not talk about something. That's just not in me. I that, can't. That is that you shouldn't talk. We need to be having these conversations and debates with people that are in our families that are Trump supporters or before that Bush supporters. I felt the same way about my disdain. 
okay, this is hypothetical because I don't have anyone in my family that I know of that has actually voted for, voted Republican. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. 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 But my, you know, I know that there has been issues that have, I felt really personal about. And so when we were talking about marriage equality, when that was on everybody's minds back in the day, everybody's on topic, I remember hearing family members saying that they weren't really for marriage equality. Mm -hmm. These are Democrats. And I took that personally Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be able to fight for the rights of my gay brothers and sisters to get married. And, and I, and I, I, you know, that I took that very personally. And so I wanted to have those conversations with them. And I, I, I did around the dinner table and it was awkward. And there'll be some like moments where I'd be like, you know, it was like friendly debates. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I can't imagine being like, well, I'm disowning you and I'm never coming to Thanksgiving again and I'm cutting you out of my life. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. It's easier with a friend, personally, mm-hmm. with I think, than uh, true, it is for true. a family member. Uh, but don't you, you think it's friends? important to, to, to be able to bring, to help your friend learn, do some learning? <laughs> I mean, you you can't make them learn. You can't make them listen. No. You can't, and it's all like you can't. This is based on my experience with friends, and that's why that I call that's why I call them dumb is because they don't want to know. To learn, you know. If I'm just like if I'm just talking facts, they just don't want to know. And I think that part of them, at least um, my friend who I am not friends with anymore, I think he actually <laughs> still he actually still sees Donald Trump as, as a hero, the star on The Apprentice. I actually think it is because. Some people are just so superficial. It's like Melania is so beautiful. He was on The Apprentice saying you're fired. Like there's they gays actually, that I know that say that, huh? Uh, there's gays that I know that are like she's totally, so beautiful. Yeah, totally. And I have not hooked up with them on Grinder once they said that shit to me. So yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, that's why I'm saying that they're dumb is because they don't want to talk about it uh-huh. and they don't want to they they don't want to hear the truth and that's why they feel comfort in Trump's lies. And I say if you don't want to be his friend. Don't be his friend. Matter of fact. Well, I mean, the, 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 this, you know, Alaska can't even be this person's friend on because they're blocked on Facebook. You're, on, oh, you're the other question, girl. I'm the wrong question. <laughs> but Oops. we should wrap this one up. We should. Yeah, maybe that was the, okay, the so universe. My, my, my advice is keep it is keep it moving. And I, my advice is if, if, it, if it gets under your skin every time you look at this black Trump supporter, just keep it moving. You can find new friends. Close one door, open another. Move I, on. I disagree. Um, I, I don't think, I think it's, you, the devil you know is better than the devil and you don't know. So I say keep your friend in your eye and your distance so they can't turn around and do something completely shady. You know, you don't have to throw keep acid in his face. No. You can just wrap it up. You know what I mean? Just right. like cut off the communication. Just be like, okay. You know, I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying like, I do, but I you don't have to go out with them anymore. Look, you're going to do what you feel like you have to do, but I do think it's important to try to maintain some level of open communication in some way to kind of, this person should still be known as your friend, right. I think. And I think that's where, where where you'll understand them a little bit more and they'll understand you because we don't want it. We act like we know everything we that we need to know about them and we don't want to know anything. I think it's important that we learn like what it, where is it coming from? Why do you vote this way? I, we have to learn okay. about each other. And so that's what I think too. So. Send them a Christmas card and keep it moving. Okay, that's a fair share. Um, let's go on to question number two. Question number two. Cue music. Hi, guys. I hope my problem isn't too serious for your show, but I figured I would give it a shot. For starters, I'm a 26-year-old female living in the Louisville, Kentucky area. 
Long story short, my mom found out I had an abortion a couple of months ago and she won't talk to me. Whew. Okay. Uh, I never expected my mother to find out, but I live in a pretty small area. You see, I told my best friend who told her mother who told my mother. So my mom confronted me about this in person. And as soon as I told her about it, told her it was true and started going into how hard it's been, she simply got up and walked out of the room while I was in the middle of the sentence. Since then, she's blocked me on Facebook and... <laughs> hasn't even answered my, my phone calls. I'm so confused and hurt. I didn't think that my own mother could be so cruel. My mom is religious in the sense that she goes to church every Sunday, but she doesn't go reading scripture out loud or run to Bible verses for inspiration. I've heard her say more than on more than one occasion that abortion is wrong and abortion is murder, but she also doesn't protest outside Planned Parenthood. I must admit, I didn't think her reaction would be so extreme. I'm wondering if there's anything that I can do to speed up the process of regaining a relationship with my mom or if I have to wait this one out. Signed, Alaska Black Russian. I think she just Ooh. waits it out. Definitely. I mean, this, the, your mom is gonna go through whatever feeling she has. I mean... Uh, Do you people, know anyone that's had an abortion? Yes. And people have their reasons for not agreeing with abortion. And a lot of them have nothing to do with religion. So I think that she might feel disappointed in you because you did something that she wouldn't approve of. Mm -hmm. And she might, she obviously said that abortion is murder and she's going to, I don't know if she's necessarily calling you a murderer right now, but I think that she just wants to shut down and deal and I think she's gonna come I think she's gonna come back to you I think that you should just give her the space that she needs and then things are gonna come around I would say if you have any brothers or sisters or aunts or uncles that you could confide in and some that would maybe even take your side a little bit with this I think that you should definitely talk to them about that so that they can help your mom see a different side of the story if they're gonna talk to your mom about it because I would assume your mom is talking to somebody about it somebody besides just her church friends or something like that so I think you should wait it out and I think you should find other people in your family that would have your back that would also talk to your mom but let you know I don't think that this is going to go on for years I can't imagine your mom not talking to you for like five years just you know because you had an abortion I think that she has the right to feel how she feels but you had the right to do what you had to do as well uh yeah well I mean I look I think part of the thing that might be upsetting your mom is like if they had a, if I had a child who had an abortion behind and didn't tell me then part of it might be, I, I don't agree with abortions, but part of it would be, why is it that my child did something so life-changing and drastic in my eyes and didn't feel like they could come to me and talk to me about it? And so that might feel like a little bit of a, that might hurt. That might not feel very good um, to any parent. I would imagine if to go, you know, every, I think parents want to have grandkids and they want to, there's something about being a parent that makes them want to see their kids have kids and do well and all that stuff. And I think when that plan changes a bit, then, and, and you're not included in it, then maybe that could be, that could be something that's kind of tough for the grandparent or the, the future grandparent to, to consider. Um, but at the end of the day, this is your decision. And, you know, decisions do have certain repercussions and, 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 and consequences. And I think that they're, First know, of all, you just slap your best friend in the face. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the, the, that's an extreme betrayal of trust, you know, is, is, the, is the best friend. I think it's, it's, 
your mom is probably going to come around, but I don't know how I would feel if, if someone had an abortion and, and they were my child. Like, I, I have no idea how that would feel. I would imagine it's having an abortion and, and even, I don't know, but I would imagine it's not easy for anyone to, well, to go through. That's the fucked up you know? part is that the mom wasn't like, are you okay? You well, know, that's what you I'm saying. You have an abortion. You know, are you okay? It's more about the, the fetus. It's really tough. But I think this really, really just kind of um, highlights in my opinion, the importance of setting up in advance a good support system and circle of people that you can talk to and that you know will be there for you so that you have a good idea of how things are going to flow after something like an abortion. Mm -hmm. If you kind of just do it on your own and don't tell anyone, um, then there could be more, it could, there could be, there could be after effects of an abortion that you're not prepared to handle. And I think it's important to, to, to kind of think ahead about those things. Things. And I know that that timing and money is an issue when people are going to have an, when thinking considering an abortion. Um, and I wouldn't pretend for one minute to know what that's about or what that's like. But, um, yeah, I think this is a really tough time. And I think it's important that you take care of your own psyche. I think that there might be some conversations that you want to have down the line with with your mom and, and repairing that relationship. But I think the most important thing is taking care of your energy and kind of your your spirit, if you will, of somebody who just had an abortion. I think it's important to kind of take care of yourself right now and, and have people around you that you know are going to support you and, and and, um, you know, the decision has been made, the procedure's over, and um, help you kind of channel your energy into kind of growing forward from this. And hopefully your mother will join that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Just give it give it time. Your mom has the right to feel how she feels. I think it's really fucked up that she blocked you on social media when she fucking in eighth grade. You know what I mean? People can block you. They can unblock you. I have blocked... I block people for a far less <clears throat> stuff, you know, stup- more stupid really? stuff. Yeah. I blocked a couple. I'm about to block somebody right now. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, listen, um, well, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I was going to say, give your mom some time. I th- you, you haven't given me any indication that you guys had some type of fucked up relationship that you can't get through something like this. So I think let your mom go through whatever she's going to go through. Slap your best friend in the face. Her friend too, or told her mother, you know, fi- you know, definitely get everyone lined up, put a rubber glove on and just slap from one cheek onto the other. Or just put a big brick in a plastic glove, tie a knot around it and slap both those hoes upside the head. Now, I'm not saying, or, you know, Find one of your friends to do it. But some both those girls deserve a certified ass whooping as far as I'm concerned. Now, of course, I wouldn't do the ass whooping because I would never put my hand on a female. <laughs> but uh, seeing as you're female, you could do it or you can get uh, one of your big sisters to do it for you. Or if you don't want to go that route, um, you can just talk to some <laughs> people that are around you reason. that are supportive. And if you don't have folks in your family that are supportive, because I know you said you live in Louisville, Kentucky, people might feel a certain way about abortions. You can always go to Hope After Abortion KY. Dot com. Um, that's Rachel's Vineyard. And Rachel's Vineyard is a Kentucky and Tennessee-based or, uh, organization that offer post-abortion healing retreats for women and men who are suffering from the effects of abortion. And I think that's something that people need to um, to to keep in mind is that it's there's all the stuff that you deal with before an abortion, but there's all the stuff that you deal after with after an abortion. So check out Rachel's Vineyard um, and look for some other resources for yourself. All right. Mm-hmm. Next question. 
Lesbian. Hey guys, I am a lesbian living in San Francisco. I actually moved here from Massachusetts about five months ago, and just like most lesbians, I quickly found a partner, moved in together, and adopted a cat from a rescue shelter. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> cat. Also, like most San Francisco dykes, I very much lean towards the progressive side of politics. I'm down with AOC and Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Same. I believe healthcare is a right. I believe in free public education and a living wage. My girlfriend, who I met at a Bernie rally, is what some would call a hyper-liberal and an extreme feminist. I don't necessarily have a problem with her politics or her feminism, but the delivery can be quite abrasive. Let me give you an example. I have a lot of gay guy friends, and sometimes they use lingo that my girlfriend disagrees with. This past weekend, I was trying on some new outfits for my best friend, and he was like, ooh, girl, that outfit looks totally cunt. He was obviously saying cunt as in fierce. I've heard it. Well, my girlfriend heard him use the word cunt and just went off on him saying it's a derogatory derogatory term made to feel made to make women feel dirty about their vaginas. And how dare you use that word to describe my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend's looks and then going off about how she doesn't care if he meant it in a positive or negative. There's nothing positive about the word. So don't come over here if you're going to be using that word and blah, blah, blah. She tends to do things like this a lot. <laughs> Sometimes getting into arguments with complete strangers. We were at a cafe this week and she complained to management that the restroom signs were male and female when someone with someone who would consider themselves intersex would feel uncomfortable. Okay. I see her point, but I think she overreacts. I love her and I see us being able to have a very secure, happy life together. Really? But I just want her to relax. Any advice? Marsha P. Johnson Jameson. Okay. I have to go off first off for our listeners, for the benefit of our listeners. Um, generally, as far as I know, uh, from what little I know about this situation, um, people don't consider themselves intersex. That's a clinical diagnosis. Okay. Um, for someone's genitalia being ambiguous or having more than one characteristic. You heard that, Marsha? But people can identify and and do self-identify often as um as non-binary or gender non-conforming. And so that may be a, a better way to explain that if, if if we're talking about people that we don't know. Um, okay, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I love the whole lesbian thing. I'm, d- I'm down with San Francisco and cats. Um, I- <laughs> you were not down with cats. I'm a, I'm a cat. I am a cat. You're a cat. I'm a cat. I'm a cat person. I did not know this. Yeah, you don't know. You've never had I, a cat before. No, I don't own any animals. I'm not. A, I don't. So like, you say I it now. You have someone shitting in your in a box oh in the bathroom. Oh my gosh! Look, don't tell me. I'm just. I get along with cats a You're lot. You're really better, a cat person. But animals are attracted to Walk me. Walk home. I'll <laughs> cut you in the eye. With my nails. You want to see what my cat person? <laughs> the point is Marsha P. Johnson Jameson. Um, yeah, I, I think having your friends, look, it's it's tough when you when you're in a ro- romantic relationship, having your friends around your your partner, sometimes they don't always get along. And that's just part of life. Like it, they're not always gonna get along. Um, you know, I've I've thought of moments, not necessarily about feminis- feminism, but I've definitely thought about moments where people that I knew wouldn't get along with the person that I was seeing or dating. And I was like, oh, God, how's this going to go? Um, but that's very different than whether or not you get along with your partner. Um, but I do think I kind of am on I'm kind of on the girlfriend's side. You know, I think it takes being extreme. Listen, I'm sorry, and did you see me roll my eyes? I saw them. I heard your eyes roll from across the pond. 
Um, I do. I think it takes. Look, we can all be down with whatever's going on, or we can't, or we're not. And if we're not, knocking politely and saying, "Donald Trump, would you please not put kids in cages?" is not going to work. We need to be extreme. You think that he? Should, you think that she should have been that extreme with her gay friend about the word kind? Listen, I, part of the problem, and this this is what. Okay, here we go. I think I've witnessed. I've definitely witnessed some of my best, lovely gay friends hold a position and uphold the position that they are a minority and not acknowledging the fact that they enjoy a certain amount of privilege as men. True. And I think that it can be very easy. As a white gay man. As a white gay man, mm-hmm. it can be it can be easy if you're not thinking about it to to look at yourself as as a minority that's affected the same way as all minorities are, right. which means you're in the minority box and and you can you can use any language you want and talk about anything you want. I think that it that can be dangerous. And there are times and places just like the we had a few weeks ago, uh we had that drag queen that wrote in and talking about Nicki Minaj as a white gay man mm-hmm. doing drag talking mm-hmm. about Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're a minority. Yes, you're discriminated against. Yes, we're all in this fight together. But there's certain times when you need to sit down. And there, and I think the same thing goes with 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 gay men and women's bodies and how we talk about women's bodies. Gay men feel a certain way about tops and bottoms, mask versus femme, and butch versus well, I guess femme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because of the patriarchy and how we value being a man and masculinity and how we devalue being a woman. Things that are feminine and female and 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 woman-like are negative. You don't want to, we don't, again, in that same show, we had a man that didn't want to date their partner because they started doing drag. What's that all about? Because things that are womanly are negative. And so it's, re, and unfortunately, the people who carry that, it's just like people, everybody knows <clears throat> the analogy of like when a, when a, how neighborhoods turn over. There's a there's a nice neighborhood and it gets run down a little bit by whatever. And then the first people to move in are the white gays to fix it up and make it look good. And then when they do that, then we raise the prices on everything and everybody else can move in. It happened with Chelsea. It happened with Hell's Kitchen in New York. That This happens historically in neighborhoods. This is a thing. And so I think that, that just like that, gays don't realize that they hold a lot of power and weight and, and, and strength. And so when they're using words like cunt or your vagina smells like fish, or I don't associate with breeders that that gives other people permission to do it and it also communicates to other gay men that being woman-like is negative and it also communicates to other to other women whether they're lesbian or not that we're our, we're cunts and we're fishy and like these are the, our words to describe our body and I think I know that it's said in um in kind of in a harmless way and I can guarantee you there are people who didn't consider themselves racist or prejudiced but were using the n-word and um other derogatory terms back in the 50s and 60s just because that's the language that was being used and and I think and what we have to do is if, if a certain group of people are, and this girlfriend's not the only person that feels this way, if there's a certain group of people that feel a certain way about language and they are connected to that language, then we have to acknowledge it. I, everything you just said is 100% right. I just don't think that when you're talking about your girlfriend's best friend, you have to be as abrasive with your delivery as you do when you're talking to the president about kids The delivery cages. is different. Okay, so just there's the person that this reminds me 
remind me of was like the first episode of Dracula season three when Hollow now Eve. thank God they have two uh, drag kings. Well, one is that one is um, there are two drag performers that are AFAB, like assigned female at birth. One is a drag king, Landon Sider. I think Hollowed Eve is a drag queen. Okay, okay. Who does female drag? Okay. Um, well, my bad. Hopefully that didn't offend her. I don't think her, <laughs> who is uh, seems pretty easily offended, at least by the terms that the gays were using, because someone used the term fish. Uh huh. Yeah. And then she went off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And talked about the word fish. I don't even remember what she said. That was like seven episodes ago. She said it describes women's bodies right. smelling and like fish. Right, and obviously these gay men weren't really used to being in a situation in which they had to be confronted on their language. Priv- that's called, that's but, called privilege. That's the definition of but privilege. But I think, that, I think that this was a really good opportunity for them to get educated on it. Uh-huh. But if she had said that to me, I would have kept using it because she was being a total bitch about it. And she was being way too <laughs> abrasive and talking down to them about <laughs> and just being way too much. So I'm just trying to say just like you just like the word just bitch. You like, can't say the word bitch about like, a woman when you're talking about in this day. <laughs> I can't say she's being told bitch. No, you, you think she was being unreasonable? She was being an unreasonable no, I, I bitch. I just think it's I, it's ironic that we, we would use the term bitch to describe a woman <laughs> when we're talking about her, how she's defending herself to not be called a fish. Anyway, whatever. Okay, okay. I mean, I look, it's, there comes a time I throw my hands up and I just can't make everybody happy. <laughs> and I'm just going to take what happens with it. But... Um, what was I saying? I just it was her delivery. Look, just just like something else reminds me of is when PETA want to make a point, so they Broke they start campaign. throwing things at you, throwing tofu pies at you, to, uh, blasting speakers of pigs when they're about to die. Like, for, okay, let me. I was I've seen Amanda, Amanda Lepore, a good friend of mine. She wears fur, and so she's been followed by PETA people. I know this is completely different. I'm just using this as an example as far as abrasiveness and mm-hmm. attacking. And she's been followed into stores, yelled at, things thrown at her. She wants to wear fur more. She wants to wear fur more now. She wants rather to than wear fur more. However, however if, you, if these people want to stop and have a conversation about, let me explain to you why I'm anti-fur. Let me explain to you why I'm with PETA. Did you know this? Step? Did you know that, you know, ferrets or the foxes get an electric probe inside their assholes right before they die? And was like, I know I'm going in another direction, but I think that delivery means so much. Electric and she probes. had an opportunity. She had an opportunity to really educate these queens on the word where it comes from blah 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 so that they Hallowed can make Eve the decision yeah Halloween did so that they have the opportunity to make the decisions for themselves so that's how it's actually going to change is when people stop and, and be like okay I didn't know it came from there I didn't know the history of the word fish I didn't know the history of the word cunt I didn't know that you know so but I agree. I, uh, so I don't know. I think I think that and I feel so what like what are you saying? Is it deliver it's just the delivery or it's the message? It's or both? it's definitely it's definitely the delivery and how you're kind of disrespecting your soon to be fiance's best friend and telling them to leave the house and shit like that if they if they had to do it. You know what I mean? So I mean I obviously wasn't there when she talked to the manager of the restaurant or the cafe about the bathrooms. <clears throat> the bathrooms. Uh but I just think it all has to do with like how you come across and talk you're see you are really good about this you are actually really good at sitting down with people and saying well this is where the word comes from this is how people might feel when they hear that word and this is why you might want to take it into consideration now using the word you're mm-hmm. really good at changing people's minds when it comes to language but see i'm only okay so like i've been i've had a little bit of thought about this that we're, we're off in a little bit of a different world but like there's like zones of activism right and so right. i'm one of the people that can talk to someone after their door is already unlocked 
after they're already kind of shown a willingness to change, then I'm most effective in those situations. I'm not really effective in the situations where people are like really hard up against and like steeped in their either racism or misogyny or sexism. And, you know, I'm not usually as effective. The people that are effective in those realms are the ones are backwards to 19 in the 1980s act up. Act up was not like, hey, they were literally crashing through the windows of the CDC. And, you know, you know, by any means necessary. Um, And so like and it's the same thing during the civil rights struggle, like during, you know, there was like the Martin Luther King kind of approach to things. And there was also the Malcolm X approach to things where it was like, they take a brick, you take a brick, too. And so like it was like there's different ways to do it. I do think that today it's nobody wants to be in a house cursed out by their best friend's fiance. You're you're completely right. I don't think that that I my personal philosophy is you track more um, bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Is that the you catch more bees with honey. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> no, then with with the vinegar because right. it's you know, um, God. But actually, honey and vinegar do really well together. Thank you, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so no, we're in a complete agreement then. Because I, I first I thought you were saying like she shouldn't even say that, but I think that this message is worth saying. I support the message. I don't support the way the message has been said. Right. I mean, it all yeah, it all depends on who you're talking to as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, ACT UP was fighting against the Reagan administration and Republicans and Democrats. Okay, and- so here we go. Then like there's because the, there's the two things. There's assimilation pro- politics and there's liberation politics. And the assimilation politics is that is what. What we witnessed when Ellen, um, a few weeks back, uh, sat down with George Bush right. in that picture. Mm. And Ellen's philosophy, I don't know her personal philosophy, but it seems as though her way of operating has been, let's just show them that we're nice people and we're just like them. And they'll they'll grow to like us. And that works in some realms. And right. in other realms, you need to be like, mother... And like make some noise and let them know that what they're doing is wrong and call them out on it. And I wouldn't believe that Ellen would ever be the type of person to really call anyone out on anything. It's interesting that she would call out Caitlyn Jenner on her show, but not George Bush, who is a war criminal. Um, (laughs) Exactly. But so I, I, I'm, I think that there's, I guess we have to have a little bit of both, but when you're sitting in someone's house or they're a house guest, you don't want to throw them out. You know, you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. So I agree. She, the, you need to have tact. Right. And tact is important in some, in many realms. So maybe have a conversation with your girlfriend and just ask her to work on her approach, especially if you're yeah. going to be married and going to adopt another cat. <laughs> Meow. All right. I'm done with you, cat woman. How dare you? Let's wrap up the show. Fine. That is the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening in to It's a Mess podcast on Forever Dog. Um, If you want to get, well, we want you to send us in your questions. Um, Please be as specific as possible. Make sure you let us know all of your identifiers, whether your your gender, your sexuality, your location, your name, age, a social security number. One of those things was not real. (laughs) And, um, And hit us on our social media, which is? Well, our email is askkazandpep at gmail.com. But if you go to our social media, it is at, um, it is It's a Mess Podcast. It's a Mess Podcast. That's Are you sure it. about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Instagram. And as usual, faces, places, and names have been changed to protect the innocent. And the guilty. Ow. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. 
Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew.